0: here we only have one more show before the nhl draft so you know what we're going to talk about matthias michelle Your locked on coyotes your daily podcast on the arizona coyotes part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Locked On Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. I'm your host, Robin Leonio. That's Matthew Jacobson right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. And we want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM radio app. Matthias Bocelli, Matt. Isn't this is he's good? He's named the all rookie team. I think. Can we, can we say in the last the last rookie if
0: one we made made the all rookie team for the NHL? I I I don't know. I I let's see. I I'm gonna look. It definitely isn't Victor Soderstrom yet. Um, no. Keller maybe. Kells or or Chickren. To be honest, are the ones that are are, are popping up. But anyway, anyway, Matias Machelli was fourth overall in, in Calder votes. And it, look, I, I am not meaning to disrespect Stuart Skinner. I feel like he was carried and Michelli should have been one of the three finalists instead of Skinner. Because then we could have had another Kachina boy up there, uh, you know, re- repping us. But I suppose we can't have everything that we want.
1: No, we can't. I And you know... And I'll say this, though. Like, as, a, as as much as it sucks, the injury that Matisse Michele had in December, January hurt his chances significantly, even though he still had the
0: most points per game. Even though Benier's also had an injury. But you know what? We're not going to get into that. We're, we're not going to have this little back and forth about, well, this should have happened or that could have happened. What we're going to do, we're going to be more productive this time on Locked On Coyotes. And I am, I picked an arbitrary year of 2017 because uh, the year before 2016, you have Clayton Keller and Jacob Trickard. It would have kind of ruined the point I was going for. But I want to go ahead and ask you, who do you think the uh, most productive or the players that have either produced the most or played the most NHL games the Coyotes have drafted since 2017? And uh, I, I want to see if you can get some of these names because I, as I'm looking over it right now, there are one, two three with a hundred or more NHL games played. And I guarantee you will not get one of them.
1: So since 2017 yep. draft, so draft was it drafted since 2017? Yep.
0: Drafted by the coyotes since 2017. So including the 2017 draft.
1: And, and, um, and has a hunt ho- over a hundred NHL games.
0: Yep. One is in the 2017 draft. One is in the 2018 draft. And one is in the 2021 draft. I really hope you get that one because, um, probably the best pick Coyotes have made in the uh, is, depth pick in recent years. Barrett Hayden, one of them, yes. Barrett Hayton uh, in terms of total games, would be number one on the list. 176 games played, 32 goals, 42 assists, 74 points. Uh, he's he's definitely, I like his game, two way game, like him, a definitely could be a second line center. Could still end up just being that third line center, the the bottom nine anchor, or sorry, the top nine anchor you need. That being said, that wouldn't be bad at all.
1: J.J. Mosier?
0: Yep. J.J. Mosier would be number... Actually, I think they're tied for number two. Nope. He's number three by one game. uh, 125 games, 11 goals, 35 assists, 46 points. The one you are missing is from the 2017 NHL Draft.
1: The 2017 NHL draft.
0: Does it help if I say it's a third rounder, even though we have we had three third rounders that year, including uh Tucson Roadrunner Cam Crotty, who is yet to make his NHL debut? <laughs> Cam Crotty, oh my god, I, I got a signed puck from that I spent five bucks on or ten bucks or whatever it was that for the, the raffle puck, and I was like, oh, Josh Stone, no, it's, it's Cam Crotty. I love that. <laughs>
1: um, god, like I know, like. Someone that's even covered road, run, you know, covered the roadrunners for for long enough. I should have known who passed grass through and no longer
0: with the coyotes. If that helps,
1: no long, no longer with the coyotes. Yep,
0: no longer with the coyotes. I this name actually kind of shocks me.
1: I'm drawing a blank here,
0: Mackenzie. And twistle. 126 games played, 10 goals, 14 assists, 24 points. Former yeah, Hamilton I, Bulldog.
1: Yeah, I think that, that I think that would easily kind of went past me. I'm like, I that's a that's a forgettable name. <laughs> but. <laughs> but he's played the second most
0: games which is uh, interesting then, yeah i'm like what uh, and then to uh, round it out pierre olivier joseph 95 games six goals 20 assists 26 points kevin ball 66 games three goals 11 assists 14 points jan unique 17 games four goals one is five points ivan Prozotov, 13 games no points obviously victor sodashow 50 games a goal and 10 assists ben mccartney two games nothing but
1: yeah two games
0: and then Gunner had, had 33 games played. Uh, I, I'm going to assume Entwistle is the one that, if you're watching this right now, it's kind of like if I were to mention uh, Daniel Winnick or Craig Weller, where it's like, oh, who? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, I remember thinking Craig Weller was actually going to be something. I didn't understand the concept that he was just a depth <laughs> pick up. I didn't understand that as a kid. I was like, oh yeah, they're all gonna play.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but when you're a kid, you don't really know you don't really care. Like you just like you recognize a player and you're like, I like him. And then you, you just kind of stay attached to
0: that. He's like, he's gonna be good. Watch. He's gonna and be like, great. Watch him. He's like we're gonna go places. But you know what? I think uh, our listeners are gonna go places as well specifically to events with uh this this episode's sponsor and that is game time so buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful i mean i know we're coyotes fans we're used to it but on the ice product not the actual process of buying tickets game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets to sports music comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets you'll get the best price guarantee you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have uh look the rattler season's winding down i'm probably gonna have to take a peek at game time to see uh, about the most recent matchup or Maybe, just maybe when preseason kicks off, you might want to go check out one of the games in Vegas between the Golden Knights and the Coyotes. Let's give a Game Time a look so I can get that lowest price guarantee. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but go ahead and create that account, redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, best price guarantee.
1: All right, so let's move on and get from that, and let's let's talk some draft. Let's talk draft because the draft is tomorrow. From when everyone's listening to this, mm-hmm. and it caught me off guard. I thought it was for for a second. I thought it was Thursday.
0: I like, thought it was Monday. I, I thought I had a whole week. I'm not. i will gonna level with you. I thought I had a week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? You know what's even crazier though?
0: What's even crazier is free agency coming up too. Oh, that's right. Canada Day. Yeah, it's back on July 1st now, isn't it? I it know. It feels like forever since it was on July 1st.
1: <laughs> We're going to have to do some crazy, uh, you know.
0: That needs to be the day that up. I don't show up. That's got to be the day that I just don't come into work uh I, I i'm going hey, to a free agency uh, if, if anyone that's if there's anyone that's
1: followed me from pre-locked on days knows that i've done a free agency live show i think every year i from i think starting in 2017 or 18 and then up until 2020 mm-hmm. so like you know right before the pandemic so too much work it is a lot <laughs> i did too much i worked too much on those i it was tiring, especially those shows were like two two hours long and like. Uh...
0: But let's get into the draft. Draft strategies. I have a, a random arbitrary uh, mock draft in front of me just so I can have something to follow along. Just a template. Uh, there's definitely a couple names on this one that I'm like, oh hey, Reimbocker at five. I'm not sure if I agree with that, but template. At six, who do you think is going to be available? Because obviously, Carnibardar goes one. Fantilli probably two. Uh, I, I have to agree with Steve Peters. Bye uh, Mitch cop has to be the biggest wild card, and he could go three. He could probably go as high as two if they really were feeling froggy about it. But I, I do have a feeling he might drop a little bit, and it depends on how much. Probably not the second round, obviously. But yeah, does he go tenth? Does he go fourth overall? This one has him going fourth, but. I, I feel like he'll be available on the Coyotes pick. I feel like I
1: feel like, I, I feel like Mitchkov could potentially be available around then. I feel I feel like there's a solid like I want to say like three or four players I can think that we that can any that could be picked as high as three that can easily be available at Coyotes at number six. Uh-huh. Um, Mitchkov can easily be available around that time. Zach Benson, I'm sure, will be available around that time. Uh, Ryan Leonard will be available around that time. Um, yeah. uh, Ryan Bacher will be available around that time. So it's there's a lot to it. There's a lot. There's a lot of players that will be available, and I feel like you have. I feel like the Coyotes will have to do so much to screw this one up at six.
0: Uh, they show up and take Samuel Hanzik. <laughs> that's who they're taking at six you heard it here first no but but it's i i think leo Carrollson goes third overall mitchkov there 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 is some smoke I, i'm not sure if it's fire but there is some smoke on the he wants to go to washington thing but there there are some trusted reports that are saying the coyotes are taking dvorsky others that are saying they're taking mitchkov Mitch if he's there there are others that you know suggest they could be taking such and such a player Will I mean, Smith in our own is one of the ones
1: i mean in our own lockdown nhl mock draft i personally just i personally took divorce at number six
0: he's a good player I felt, and it's i seller. felt like
1: it was the most like you know at the time that we recorded the mock draft i felt mm-hmm. like it was the most reasonable thing and i think now i think things have developed i feel like maybe there's a different player i could like um based off of the mock draft that we did that I'd pick over Dvorsky, but I still think Dvorsky would still be a good pick nonetheless.
0: Yeah, because you need that center. He's a good player. I've heard nothing but good things about him. And he's and got size. Only, he fits the Bill Armstrong mold. And the only, the only players I, I think are comparable to consider is you have guys like Ryan Leonard. Obviously, Will Smith has a high ceiling, and I want to respect Will Smith's offensive game, but I, I've also heard a couple of things that are like worrying to where Will Smith might be off the board for me at six. Doesn't mean I'll be mad if they take him, but that's just me personally. I like Reinbacher. I'm not sure if you want to take him that high, you got to go best player available. You also got a couple mm-hmm. of guys like uh, this one has Zach Benson going fourth, 14th overall. I don't think he goes that low at all. Even Oliver Moore is a, is a good potential selection. There are some decent names that they can go at six. Right. I think you got to know Benson or Dvorsky if, Mitch Cobb and Carl center off
1: the board, though. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. Um, that's definitely one, one of the ones that goes. Like, I, and, again, I'm looking at, you know, I'm personally looking at our own mock draft that kind of gets an idea of, because a lot of these are really close, right? Huh? A lot of a lot of these mock drafts are really close on where things are. Um, and it really is just a bunch of, you know, a mix you know, from from Mitch Mitch Mitchkov, Smith, Dvorsky, Leonard, Benson, I think even um Oliver Moore can be kind of mixed in there depending on who, who you ask. But those are what what how many players did I name? Five?
0: Yeah, it's about five players that no matter what, they will have a chance to draft at least one of them. And assuming the coyotes are high on any of those players, and I would hope they're high on at least a couple of them, one of those players you just named is gonna be a coyote. Because there are unless unless they, they they go back unless you trade six you go back to ten or whatever and you get it's very assets. possible because
1: and anyway, if you if we go back to discussion that we had um, with with Kyle last week mm-hmm. you know it's very possible that maybe they say they say hey I think we, we think that Ryan Leonard might be the best guy but we also we also feel like he probably won't get picked up until like nine or ten so we'll just you know kind of add some assets and
0: drop back a little bit yeah it's possible uh i also if there is smoke to this washington capitals thing and the coyotes there is smoke to that report that they will just take mitch Cobb if he's available uh, if i were the coyotes if assuming those two things are true but those things have to both be true for this to make sense are the coyotes i'm calling washington and saying you might as well tr- swap picks with us and give us some assets because we're taking mitch Cobb if he's there so I, that's what I would personally do if both of those things are accurate. Uh, because at eight, this, this one has Dvorsky going at eight. But even if Dvorsky's off the board, probably Leonard or Smith or Benson or, would still be available at eight. You'd still get a really solid player, and an extra asset, be it what, a second and third Heck, or and whatever even, else.
1: Even if you really want to, like, let's say, not I wouldn't even consider it a reach, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, if you want to play it relatively s- safe for the Coyotes, because because you know they want a defenseman. Mm-hmm. And you know, somewhere between their two picks, ASP is going off the boards. No, no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, the question is, do you want ASP or Reinbacher? And, uh, and when is he going to go off? And when are bo- I, both of them going to go off the boards? Are they going to go off before 12? Or are they going to go off, you know, like, what is, what's it going to be? Uh, so, you got to figure out how you're going to fit that into your strategy
0: as well. Yeah, because did, did anyone see Nemitz going second overall? I I don't think anyone saw Nemitz going that high last year. What no, I mean, I mean, it would, I, mean, it would
1: it, I think it was a huge, like, maybe I knew last year that. New Jersey didn't want they, – they didn't really need any centers or forwards because they already were super stacked in that, in that position. So there was no purpose in getting either Shane Wright or, or, uh, or Uri Slavkoski. Maybe they were even thinking about getting Slavkoski, but once, uh, once he went off the board at one, Shane Wright was there. They probably didn't even like Shane Wright. It's like, okay, that match works. So and I think he works because we don't, again, we don't really need a center. So we're not going to try to focus on that. So that's how that happened. I mean, I th- I very well think that is legit. Exactly everything that went down that caused that to happen. It's possible. But again. I'm not even
0: to- disagreeing. Like that's that probably is what happened. But I'm just saying like no one saw him going second overall. ASP and Reimbacher could both be gone at six. It's, that's not going to happen. But no they also both are probably going to be gone by 12 even if let's say one of the two so let's depending on who you believe reinbacher is more nhl ready so reinbacher's off the board anywhere between five and eight and then asp he's not getting past the coyotes if he makes it to 12 you know in general so it's like which
1: means that like if you know if the coyotes had picked somebody else at six and mm-hmm. they and they stick with that 12 spot both reinbot both reinbacher and ASP are off the board by 12, yet to find another defenseman. And again, you look at, there's still other defensemen to pick. Again, we kind of take a look at back what we talked with Kyle. There's uh there's, Goliayev, there's Willard. There's
0: options. This one is confusing me because uh, ASP 13, Tom Wallander at 11. I don't agree with that. I, I just don't. And I feel like that'd be a really weird way for the draft to go down. But let's say that happened and the Coyotes are picking 12. I don't see ASP getting past the Coyotes at 12 if he was available, to be honest, no. because, uh, yeah, you have Zach Benson down there, potentially. I'm just going to assume, again, just kind of reference here, like there is a lot of ways this could go. Just mm-hmm. and, and like I said, no one expected Nemitz to go second overall last year, so you can be surprised. The only point I'm trying to make is you can be surprised with defensemen going up, but I still do think you're going to see a lot of, of favoring centers, and you see that all the time, and then uh, maybe one of those two defensemen goes in the top five, maybe, but they are both be gone by 12, I, I feel. I feel like that's you a safe me, bet.
1: You made me double-check, because I was actually really curious. I looked at our own mock draft again. One through nine are all centers.
0: <laughs> oh man, that might be a little too center heavy. I know, I know. Well, the exception the of Mitch because he's centers. kind of like
1: the exception of Mischkov because I think he's like a center slash wing, but still,
0: from what I can tell, he's mostly a wing. But I'm not saying he's never played center or anything. Just everything I see him listed as a, as a wing, but it's also an a NHL star level talent. A- every single thing has them projecting to be an NHL star level player.
1: How do you fit that in with between six and 12? What are you going to do? Like if you're, if you're Bill Armstrong, how are you going to strategize that to make sure that not only are you getting the best available player at, at six, you know, or whatever position they get they end draft first, like you said, maybe they draft back um, while also again, doing what they really need to do and potentially draft a defense.
0: I don't care about the position I'm going best player available. And the reason I'm doing that is because we've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, get the best player. If you have too many centers, you can move to wing. You have too many forwards. You can trade for that defense, or that goalie later, you have too many second round picks, trade them and get another first or trade them and get, you know, two more seconds in the next draft. It, it comes down to the, the times that, you were looking back at what the hell was that team doing, is when they're going exclusively on need. Now, there is a nice supply and demand bell curve between need and best player available that does tend to work out here and there. But in general, best player available. And I, I think the, there's going to be a forwards best player available, probably both of these picks. Obviously, one of Reinbacher or ASP could be at 12, but I, I don't fully expect that. So it's kind of like you need to go with the best player. And if it ends up being Zach Benson and Oliver Moore, if it ends up being Dalbor Dvorsky and Zach Benson, or however you want to throw this around, you have to go with that. But let's see you get Dvorsky. They love Dvorsky. They are high on Dvorsky. Get him at six. Okay. ASP, Brian we like them. They, they could fit here, but they're off the board. They're They're not there. Maybe we can trade back to 15. You know, we, we got this guy we like. I'll just pretend it's more, just as an example. We like more, we think he'll still be there a few picks later. We're going to go ahead and trade back, get an extra second and a third, or maybe an extra roster player. It wouldn't be a top four defenseman or top six, you know, way or a forward or anything, but get an extra roster player, extra prospect, extra whatever, trade back a couple, and then you still get the player that you thought was the best possible. Or even, hey, we like Wallander. We don't think Wallander should go at 12. You trade back to 18. Just random numbers. Hey, extra assets, and we're still getting the guy. So it needs to be who is the best player available, who you think fits your system. They have their big board. We all know that. We don't know who's on their big board. but We know they have a big board and all the players they like, who they're high on. And with Geeky, I do believe it was a situation, reportedly at least, and I'm going off memory here, so uh, bear with me. It was they liked him. They were high on the kid. They saw him drop a little bit from what they expected and chose to be aggressive and jump up to get back in another first-round pick and take him. And I like Gigi. I know some people have have reservations, which is fine, 100% acceptable. But I I think that's what the strategy is going to be. Hey, these are the guys we like. I, I like Benson. What if Bill Armstrong hates Zach Benson so you don't take him? Hey, we we think our guy's going to be available later. I think that's what they're going to focus on. To be focusing on who do we like? What do we think we could do? Is this too hot? I think he actually might drop. Okay. We'll go back a little bit and get more assets. But I do think no matter what they're picking six, unless they're getting something really good. Like, Hey, you want to swap to second overall?
1: Yeah, I do. (laughs) I'm I'm 100% with you. That number six pick, I think is pretty set in stone. You know, they're not going to stick with that number. Um, it's what they do with the 12, whether they stick it at 12 and let's say, and just hope that, you know, that, um, that you got another, that's another, you know, perfect player, but on their board lands right where they want them, or they trade back and get something else that they feel like this, that, that, that might work better in their favor. I, I will disagree with you in a little bit on just getting next best available on at six. Absolutely. Best available player. No doubt about it. I do feel like, however, you have to focus on position groups, and especially with something that is, that is extremely lacking. If they truly believe in building through the draft, I really think that you have to find a potential star defenseman within that. Uh, it's we we've seen it happen, we've seen it work, and defensemen do take long to develop. I. So it would take several years for them to even show, but I still firmly believe that I feel like they do need
0: to pick a defenseman in the first round. Brandon Gormley, Mark Visentin, goaltender, but same logic. Just because, or I think Chris Summers also is twentieth overall. Just because you need that position does not mean you should jump on it just because it's a position of need. You do need to get the best, the best available value for all of your picks. And if you have a defenseman that you like that you don't think should be a first rounder but might drop, trade back and get that defensive with that. Let's say it's Wallander. What if they're really high on Wallander and they think he's going to go between eighteen and thirty-five, whatever the the range is? Okay, that's where he's going to go. So get back into that range where you think he's going to go. Yeah. Get the extra assets and get your defenseman, but. What if they're not high on any of them? What if they like a couple of guys they project to go in the third round? You know, Artem Duda was a second round pick. They got you know, JJ Moser, second round pick. Obviously, JJ Moser is not a star, top parry defensive, but he's a really solid, you know, top four defenseman. It just comes down to they have to do this right because yeah, oh, yeah, six. No. The pressure is on, but
1: hundred percent. And I'm not saying you know at twelve, if you know, let's say ASP and and Reinbach are off the board. You know, absolutely have to pick Guevara or Willander. Like, you just, like, that's not the best. Like, that, 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 I mean, unless the Coyotes really believe that they'll get picked at 13, which is very unlikely for those two players, uh, those two other two players I mentioned. But it's, you know, I feel like they had to strategize a little bit around that, kind of like if it works. In, and again, if it, if it does work into their system, I feel like that's something that they still, that should be on their radar.
0: Yeah, it should, but like they should be looking at defensemen a hundred percent. I agree with that. I just, when it comes to the actual pick itself, you have to prioritize best available. And even if you decide to do what they do in the NBA and you essentially uh, trade the pick immediately, once you make it type of situation, you still got to make sure you're, you're doing what you think is best for the organization. So that's, that's why I, I am a little more of a stickler on this, because if I were to bring back up, you know, that, that, stat that I told you, the Arizona Coyotes themselves have drafted two players to play a 1,000 games. Do you remember who those two players were?
1: Oh, God, we just talked about it. My brain.
0: Did we talk about this off the air? Yep, it was was off air. It was off the air. Blake Wheeler and Keith Yandel. OEL is about 80 games shy, but only two players, the Coyotes themselves, have drafted. Not the uh, Coyotes-Jets franchise. The Coyotes themselves. Only two players, one of them didn't play a single game for the Coyotes, and one of them, I think, spent around a third of their career elsewhere but still was here for a pretty long time. It it just, a a thousand games is something that, for your first-round picks, not, it needs to happen, but you probably should be sniffing around that a little more than not, and there's so many picks they whiff on, so many picks that they play more elsewhere, like Mackenzie Entwistle. Yeah, we, we're like, oh, who the hell is that? We forgot about that guy. 100 some odd games, technically more than Yanis Moser. And it's elsewhere because he's that's where he's playing. Pierre Olivier Joseph traded away, playing elsewhere. It's the first-round picks you got to hit. And yes, you're not going to hit on every single one. It's unrealistic, but you got to make sure the mindset is we're not taking the another of branding normally. You
1: need to hit. <laughs> like the majority like, and i
0: when i may say the majority i mean the majority need to hit this like 55 60 percent like in general and i mean hit like they're an NHLer. they're gonna contribute to your roster even if they even if they at some point go down to the bottom six as long as they are a contributor at the nhl level a first round pick that's what you need i think especially
1: es- especially i think even top 10 that number even skyrockets even more
0: all okay, right top 10 it's got to be more than just a bottom six contributor. It's got to be, like, a, a good <laughs> NHL-level player, probably top six, top four defenseman. At yep. least, at least your high 1B goaltender, but no one picks goalies in the first round.
1: <laughs> Unless you're crazy, which I think there was a goalie picked in the first round last year, if I'm not mistaken. Like in a, I it
0: was two years point. ago. I thought it was either Spencer Knight, or I'm thinking of... Uh, I, I I might be confusing Carter Harp. I think Spencer Spencer Knight was a first round pick in 2019. Well, I'm tired. It doesn't matter. We're overtime. Yeah. Doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> We're gonna be out of out uh, of on this episode. Uh, tomorrow we'll kind of re- get get a little bit to more dra- dra- pre draft coverage. Um, so be sure to stay tuned on that as we kind of just get ready for the Arizona Coyotes and the NHL draft coming. Tomorrow at 4 p.m., I know there's a a Coyotes watch party. I may or may not be there because I'll be off of work by off of my other job by then. Um, So if you if you're there and you want to say hello, I'm gonna be there. Maybe
0: (laughs) I might not get off work if I'm lucky to like three three thirty. So don't count on me. I'm a West Valley kid. I like to stay in my nice little hole. Especially
1: since it's in Scottsdale, it's a little bit tougher for you to get it. Yeah get on this side, but, you know.
0: Also, like, the the bar food's expensive, and I don't even drink.
1: (laughs) That sounds like a U for album.
0: (laughs) Wow. Fine, I'm going up the road, but not for alcohol. Anyway, we're done. That's it. Bye. Do your spiel. All right, we're
1: done with this episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. If you like what you heard, don't leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe if you've yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, including on YouTube and the SiriusXM XM app. But don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash locked on coyotes. And on Twitter at L-O- underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at the AZ for Guy. If you interact with us. Ask the question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. Today's episode. Hope you guys stay staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget. To howl on.